0: Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals, and in sacrifice, you have elected this.
1: Live from Manworth Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. I see. We're back. Welcome to the Hunter Valley, kids.
2: Oh yes, we're going to see John Farnham and Lionel Richie tonight. So we uh, are doing the podcast live from the Hunter with an incredible mm. vista, and we are currently on uh, Chardonnay Avenue yeah. or, or Cab Sav Terrace or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're
1: here at, uh, at Cypress Hill, and it's uh, you know it's a wonderful celebration of all of that. Uh, Late 90s Mm-mm. rap, I'm going to pretend I know. Yeah, sure. All we- I remember is insane and amazing. <laughs> and they've named all of the streets in relation to wine. Yeah. So I think uh, Purple Teeth Crescent, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> Chateau Leg Opener Drive,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Regret Close.
2: <laughs> now, we must, of course, address. Le elephant in the room Hey, 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 hey <laughs> I'm trying
1: I'm trying to lose
2: Hey, listen I can see all of the french fries Scattered on the floor That you ate And so An entire help. packet of Tim hey, Tams hey, 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 hey An entire
1: packet Look We are here with other people <laughs> One You sat up with one other bloke No, no, no We, we are here with other people <laughs> Darling Dan G'day, Nova, From Triple Edmund My beautiful wife And you're right Dan and I yes. Destroyed that packet of Tim Tams And because Dan isn't here He had three Three quarters of them. (laughs) I barely had one or two. And as for the French fries, which, Mm. by the way, uh are... I think the least nourishing of the chips.
2: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like They're
1: just like slith- uh, yeah, a little uh, a sliver of oil. Yeah, correct.
2: Yes, I-, I have long thought too that you are the only person left keeping the French fry <laughs> crisp in business. <laughs> I
1: tell you what, I'm doing all right because they are available in every <laughs> servo in every <laughs> servo around the country. But you're right, elephant in the room. Why weren't we here last week? Put simply, as you know, I uh, work at Sky News. That's the full time job. Uh, this is this is what we're enjoying. We're enjoying it. Uh, this was always intended to be bit of fun between yes, two mates exactly. and good people listening. Well, unsurprisingly, the bosses who pay my wage went, well, well, well hang on, hang on. Mm. Can we just double check if you can do this? Yes, exactly. Guess what? I can.
2: Yeah, we can <laughs> and uh, we've sorted all of that out. Uh, now, I would like to begin because we're, we're in this little uh, house that we've rented out mm. for the weekend. I'm going to
1: say Chateau. Chateau, let's Chateau do it. de Piste. It- <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, on Wasted Drive And I, I seem to be having a little bit of a struggle In the kitchen at the moment Because there are four of us here We're sharing a house
1: How are you finding Because there's been a lot of P. Murray in your life this week uh, We oh, went to yeah. Dave Chappelle We had lunch And now you're spending the weekend You seem like you're at your limit of P. Murray
2: I <laughs> know I'm not at my limit of P. Murray But P. Murray doesn't deal well with silence So when P. Murray You know I'm a kid that loves a comfortable silence I get on with my stuff But I as know. soon as P. Every P. Murray Every time we're in the bathroom Silence, silence. <laughs> every time we're in the bedroom. So. so what I'm dealing with in the kitchen at the moment is that we've done a bit of shopping last night. I've bought a few bits and bobs. Uh, and Freedom we...
1: Muesli. Well done. Freedom
2: Muesli. Hey, that was your wife, not me. Oh, is that her? Yeah, she brought the gluten-free what Muesli. What F- is Freedom food. Yeah, this is the sort of... Nestle
1: of, of, <laughs> of, of, of goodness. What is it? Is it like, this is it the <laughs> home brand? What is it?
2: For gluten-free kids, this is just brilliant because this entire range, I mean, you can have Muesli, you can have bread, you can have yeah. whatever you want. One oh. Thanks to the good people at Freedom Foods. I have
1: been served the gluten-free bed. That ain't oh, bread. I know. It ain't bread.
2: There's there's only a very few number of brands that do it well, but the majority, are, it's like eating dust.
1: But also, it, it, it comes in the little half loaf. The
2: size is about a quarter of the size of a normal piece of bread. So it's like you're having Melba toast. Correct. You know, it's like you have to have <laughs> 85 pieces of gluten-free bread to match the same. And the yeah. same goes with gluten-free spaghetti. It doesn't fill you up. That's why. That's my excuse for eating three quarters of a packet of spaghetti. Good the job. Other but day. Sorry, the kitchen. Okay, Back to the kitchen. So, Dan, who's staying with us. Separate room. Separate room. Definitely
1: separate room. <laughs> she um, says that now. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hang on a second. Well, we are here at Anything Could Happen Crescent. <laughs> you know, once once you once you go via Leg Opener Drive, as you said it before, <laughs> Purple Teeth Avenue, and in, I'm anyone's <laughs> drive. And then
2: Young Single Mother Drive. <laughs> 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 um, so he's been making heaps of cups of tea, right? Fair play to him. Everybody mm. does. You, you're gonna, I mean, you're going to get into those bushels. They're free. They're <laughs> <there> for everybody. <laughs> right.
1: Well, no, he's, he's a big fan at the moment of, because he you know, does a bit of uh, rugby league calling, mm. for those who don't know, our darling friend. Uh, he, he is big into the... Uh, into the taking care of one's voice thing at the moment. Yes, so it's he all is. about you know, steam and tea and, and tea
2: and all of that business. Yeah. Well, we've had some plastic bags right from the shopping, so I am a bandit for keeping plastic bags because when you pack up at the end, I feel like there's always something there shopping that you you know you need a plastic bag to pack things away. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I just leave
1: it really. I just work out what the cleaning fee is. Oh, really? No. See I- <laughs> <laughs> What sort of a dick would actually do that? Sure, I'll smoke in a hotel room and pay that fine, but I'm not one of those pricks who just goes. And clean it. (laughs) Food court, however...
2: You know, you know, Merrick Watts once told me that he because w- I always keep hotel rooms pristine because I feel terrible when people come in and they clean it. You right, she's they- of the same. Yes. she makes the bed in a hotel. I don't make the bed, but I don't leave stuff everywhere. Mez told me that sometimes he used to go to hotel rooms and he would just walk in. And you know how they have like a, a pile of brochures <laughs> like in a stand on the table. He'd just go <laughs> and knock it down on the floor. I love just that. Just because he knew that someone was coming. No, in I'd to do pick that. It up. I'd,
1: I'd gladly do that. Woo. Well, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disrespectful to the room where some poor person's going to have to clean it for 12 hours, mm. but I don't get too concerned. There's something that's awesome about when you are staying away somewhere for a, a weekend or whatever, where you can just get the towels and throw them into the bath and go, they will be clean. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
2: true.
1: Like, that's what it must be to be the queen. She just walks around going,
2: clean. <laughs> I also think that she never washes her underpants. She just unpacks a brand new pair every day (laughs) and just throws the last pair in the bin.
1: Do you remember when we got the phone call about the bloke who claimed to have the DNA of the Queen?
2: Yes, that he was a security guard on her visit out and that he had gone in to the bathroom that she used afterwards. The entertainment centre was being opened. Yes, and found... A pube <laughs> on the seat after she'd been in there and he went and got it laminated. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, mm. kind sir, please shoot us an email at paulandrache.com.au and alternatively, if you are somebody who cleans hotel rooms for a living, yes. please also email us and tell us about the horrible things that you find there.
1: Now, you've got to love this. Uh, you know, we're loose. It's been a couple of weeks. We're on holidays here. Hence why it's a seven minute introduction to the show.
2: Also, I haven't even gotten to much. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Story. What is the shopping bag
1: story? Because, I mean, I'm going, there's no radio discipline about this. It's a weekend and we're just having a chat, alright? Yes, have... No one's looking at the clock, no yeah. songs to be played, <laughs> evidently no... Broadcasting ability necessary. We are
2: meandering around, yeah. I don't remember last night, Crescent and Blackout <laughs> corner. Okay, so the story basically is the Dan's been making cups of tea all day. Now, I bought, put uh, all of the plastic bags in the corner there so that they would be there for, for later. And also one of the plastic bags had um, a whole bunch of peppermint tea bags that I'd brought. So I could have a, little, a few peppermint teas across the weekend, oh, right? hang on. Anyway... This morning I come down Uh-oh. and I see oh the plastic bag of the peppermint tea's been open. What's that? And I look in there and there's two bloody tea bags in there because Dan's <laughs> just seen plastic and gone oh that'll do. So then I thought okay well I'll rescue my now moist peppermint mm. tea bags mm. and put them in another bag and then I will put the I will tuck these plastic bags further behind my stuff so that he can't take them. I went to the bathroom. Had a little wander around, <laughs> did a bit of work. Dan came down, made a cup of tea. I came back and I thought, what are the plastic bags being dragged out again for? He's just dumped his crap in the plastic <laughs> yeah. bags. again. It's like he just sees a plastic bag and goes, well, that might be the bin, even though there's a bin under the flippin' and sink.
1: And you pretend the silence was because you were working. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Mm-hmm. Don't forget we're on Twitter as well, people, at uh, Paul and Rach, and then you can find out about when the podcast's coming out. So basically it's a giant loop. Yes. Where if you listen to the podcast, Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at where we plug the podcast. You just—it's all podcast Mm. all the
2: time. Um, Now, I just wanted to say uh, I seem to be a frequenter of the Hunter Valley at the moment because a mere two weeks ago I was up Golden Door
1: spa treatment. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a rub, a little bit of a relax.
2: Was time to get the fillers done again and a bit more Botox. Um, Good, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Looking much, uh, much six out of (laughs) ten. I've gone up a whole two points. Yeah, solid six. (laughs) So I came up here for Bruce Springsteen, which was spectacular. He at sixty four is just packing a spectacular rig.
1: But also, I'm loving the idea that this bloke, you know, could could do the Scrooge McDuck swimming in money ducktails thing. But guys, you can bugger it. I'm yeah. going to do this. It'll be fun. And he smiles from yeah. go to woe. Yeah, you cool.
2: can tell that this is a bloke that does this because he loves it. Although,
1: am I hearing a song on the radio at the moment? Might be old, might be new. Who knows? I barely mm. pay attention. Mm. Um, just like firewood, I burn. Oh, yeah, I don't just know. Just like firewood.
2: <laughs> I, my big problem is that I, despite loving the concert, I haven't followed his entire yeah. career. Yeah. So, yes, I did hear. That, but I don't know whether that's old or new I only know the massive hits But, you okay, know.
1: Can, but you know, okay, let's imagine mm. it's, it's the Hunter Valley, mm. you like me mm. The lights are turned down and I turned to you and said Just like fire oh. would I burn for you oh. Like is that, is that Is that the best way to get you <laughs> nah, over the
2: line? Nah, I'd say be on your way On uh, you know, wasted terrace <laughs> And back, back you go But I came up here uh, to see him And so I was with, we, there was probably about 12 of us At a house Pillow fight No, (laughs) spa. No spas. No, Uh but we sort of all got into our separate rooms because there was um, it was kind of like a dorm room situation. The house was massive,
1: twelve people. Wow.
2: Yeah, uh, but there was kind of like six to a room sort of situation, and they had like all separate beds. That means
1: people were talking before they fell asleep. Is still a wag, Rage?
2: Is still a wag, (laughs) Rage? Hey, (laughs) Rage.
1: (laughs) <laughs> or just me when I'm in a dorm scenario.
2: We had our mostly girls in our room oh, and then there was one couple, right? No so we went to bed and I have this horrible situation when I go away with people because I talk in my sleep. Mm. Constantly. What were you bring about? What do you bringing? well, this is le problem. Ooh. So
1: Can I, we tape you one night? Could yeah. we do like a sleep study of Iraq yeah. or
2: Honestly, I don't even know how I feel rested in the morning because I'm pretty much having conversations and not gibberish, not weird, like just actual conversations from go to woe. And quite often I will wake myself up as i'm answering a question or saying something and if i'm in bed with someone or in a room with someone i have this horrible shame moment where i hear myself say something i wake up enough to realize i was asleep and then i just think please don't let them have heard
1: that so are you doing both sides of the conversation or just you
2: I don't I, – I think it's just me. It's okay. just me. But I'm I'm just talking in complete sentences. I'm not talking in gibberish. Anyway, so I woke up and I had this moment where I sort of looked around. Everybody was rousing, you know, everybody's sort of stretching. Oh, boy. Hey,
1: guys. And there's always <laughs> that one guy in the group scenario. I go,
2: oh, I so might go for a little bit of a run. <laughs> oh,
1: please, please. It's a weekend away. Yeah. Put it away. So
2: we said, you know, how's everybody sleep? And I'm thinking to myself – Okay, I think I got away with this. I don't think I spoke. Nobody said anything. Everybody seems to have slept well. Mm -hmm. And then this girl behind me, delightful girl who we had met a number of times, um, but we had really bonded on the drive up. So when we were driving up, I thought this is going to be a great new friend. Love a drive bond. Drive bond. It was a great bond. And it was like a four-hour trip because traffic was rubbish. So I thought this is going to be a great new friendship. Anyway, from behind me, I just heard this. "Um, So you talk a lot in your sleep. And I was like oh god that doesn't sound like somebody who finds it adorable (laughs) um i was like oh god did i talk a lot and she goes uh pretty much from the minute you fell asleep until just now cranky and cranky and she's like and also did you guys and she's talking to the couple need to come in and fool around i heard moaning and they're like well certainly wasn't us turns out Old R. Corbett oh, had, had a sexual dream. Dream.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And
1: you had it in a dorm room. <laughs> Oh, dear.
2: I can tell you oh that dear! I could count the number of saucy dreams I've had in my life maybe on one hand. I You've never always been them.
1: really open that this is not part of your I thing. I never have them. You I've live never the dream. You don't have them.
2: <laughs> you know the first saucy dream I ever had, and it wasn't even saucy because I was young, it was that I kissed Les Hill. Oh. <laughs> 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 and then I'm not even going to say it because I can't because I'm too embarrassed. She starts telling me oh, things no, that no, I no, said. No, that's not fair. Things that I said in the sexy dream, which were just those kind of embarrassing, sexy things that nobody needs to have.
1: Uh, okay. All right. Okay. By the power of Greyskull, <laughs> I'm gonna beep this. Okay, when okay. we edit the podcast, I'm gonna beep it. But okay. I need you to tell me one of I them. Can't. You can tell me. No, you can tell me.
2: It makes me sick. Okay, I'm looking away.
1: Just tell me. Okay, so so you're asleep. Okay, let's play it this makes out. Makes
2: me feel sick to Come on, for, it
1: just well. for Paulie. Just for Paulie. No, I can't. Do you love me?
2: I do love him wow. but I just can't. I'm okay. so embarrassed. What, what, if, what if I told
1: you that the do- I went to the doctors, I've got two weeks to live <laughs> and the only thing that's going to save me is the story of you. <laughs>
2: something sexy what kind sleep? of a doctor are you going to see
1: um, I, a dolly doctor Hit <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page yes eagle eyed listeners you would have noticed that the last comment just ended without Rachel telling the story <laughs> that's called respecting your partner <laughs> now as you know uh, there was the Oscars the past couple True. of weeks now I'm not going to get Radio 101 on this uh, and it is now 17 uh, years since they Wrong, but um, I'm undecided about whether Ellen is awesome and wonderful. Like, she's really comfortable with stars, but I don't know if she's comfortable with stars because she's soft with stars and doesn't mm-hmm. sort of ask them or do anything that's yeah. a little bit controversial. Yeah, Yes, but I would like to start a new segment on the show. Oh, yes, it is called Paulie's Black Hat. Oh, oh. this is where I'm going to put on the black hat and say something that needs to be said, but more importantly, it's just going to kill the fun for everyone else. Good one. Okay, I'm ready for the fun to be killed. On it goes. Yes. Did you hear that, Australia? (laughs) On it goes. I hereby declare that the Ellen selfie was a failure, not a success. Why? Okay, bear with me here. Okay. She takes the photo. A million people retweet it. Let's even give it two million people Mm -hmm. retweet it. And she, quote, unquote, Broke Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a failure, Rach, because (laughs) Ellen has 26 million followers, which means 24 million people who have declared themselves to be fans of Ellen DeGeneres couldn't give a shit about retweeting the most important photo of her career. Therefore, it's a failure.
2: That's a fair point. That's genuinely a fair point.
1: If 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 all 26 million did it, plus another 10 million, I go, wow, that's Mm. that's. But not even a whatever of Mm. Ellen's fans Mm. did the retweet. So media, I would like compensation for putting me through all those damn stories about how incredible that. Selfie was Because I'm sorry I got all week Oh selfie And then people doing Their version of the selfie Oh yes yes
2: yes I know What about also Jared Leto came out And said who was Spectacular in Dallas Buyers Club I thought But
1: also That would have been Your saucy dream subject Because he seems to me To be all Corbett If he walked into the room You'd go All in (laughs) All in Like he would Unlock the door And suddenly Your clothes fell off (laughs) He just seems to have that ability.
2: Can I have a conversation with you too about the fact that he is forty-two? Bull. Seriously.
1: He's not forty-two. He's
2: forty-two. He was born in nineteen seventy-one.
1: He's older than us. Yes. He's. We he thinking he's some new young kitty. He
2: looks seventeen years of age. Wow. This cannot be real. I certainly hope that thirty seconds to Mars are okay with him. You know, the band being fronted by a toddler in fifteen years because the man's <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs>
1: Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
2: Hey, I would like to bring back a segment we haven't done for a couple of weeks.
1: Well, we didn't do a podcast last week. So three
2: weeks. Uh, Questions for Paul. Oh, hello. This is when I ask a few questions that can't really be housed in a segment of their own, but I'd just like you to answer them for
1: me. By the way, great idea. Could work on another radio show. In fact, glad you're listening, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) I had noticed one or two little Paul and Rach (laughs) podcast ideas starting to pop up on some radio shows. Glad we can help kids. I'm
2: glad you're listening. Uh, So, all right, number one question for Paulie Why is gardening the most tranquil of all the hobbies? A hobby that has the noisiest
1: equipment. That is a great point. Leaf
2: blower, snipper, chainsaw, and mm. also, why are people purchasing a leaf blower? I understand it's cool and you want to seem like a man because you're
1: blowing leaves. Yeah, tell when me about you it. can just broom them away. Oh, okay, see. <laughs> This is one of those inner city, lefty bloody, don't get your hands dirty things. But the truth is, the real reason why um, gardening equipment is so loud is because gardening can be deadly.
2: (laughs) What do you mean? What's going to kill you?
1: Bernard King was in his garden when he collapsed, fell and died.
2: Yeah, but he didn't get like...
1: Therefore! (laughs) Gardening is deadly, so the reason you need loud equipment is to is to keep you focused. Because <laughs> the second you're not, and it's just you and the, on on all fours with you know the little flower power pad. Yes.
2: and also to warn people around them that they must be poised at triple O on the phone just in case such emergency happens look this is
1: the thing look god love bernard king i'm so sorry he's no longer with us Mm. but gardening kills (laughs) right okay all right question
2: answered question number two do you think the charities ever sit down and have a discussion about the fact that there might be a better way to collect money than accosting people on the street?
1: (laughs) Sadly, the answer is no. Seriously. But but it is ridiculous. How
2: can they have not changed their system? Here is something. People don't like to part with their money full stop, end of story. Okay, charity is brilliant. You should donate 100%. That is a great cause. Help other people out.
1: Brought to you by Rachel But, (laughs) But
2: People don't like to part with their money, right? Yeah. So you then take that initial concept. People are already on the back foot. You couple it with something else that people don't like. which is crappy small talk? <laughs> you think you're yeah. going to get my hard-earned yeah. out of me? And I'm not talking two bucks because now they want your credit card and forty dollars a month. Correct. Yes. And yeah. By saying to me, "Love that necklace. Where did you get it?" Oh, have my money.
1: <laughs> Do they think there's nobody in your life offering you a compliment? <laughs> yeah. Like, clearly these charity collectors have massive mummy and daddy issues because nobody told them they were pretty when they were growing up. You're
2: in a real rush. Where are you going? Here's my money!
1: (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Yeah, 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 what they said. The Paul and Rach podcast. (laughs) Live-ish from the Hunter Valley. Now, Roche Corboza.
2: Yes, Paulua, um, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Onesies. Miss <laughs> Onesies.
1: Remember when in the old days, oh, you know, your family name represented what you do? Oh, Apparently yeah. Apparently the Miss Onesies... <laughs> <laughs> We're just people that, we, we were a nomadic people who got around in a, in a Speedo onesie.
2: Are you the people that we have to blame for the onesie? <laughs> yeah, you know there's yeah, an actual onesie store that's opened up now that sells nothing but onesies? What? It's sort of an indie kind of, who is going in there to buy Union yeah. Jack onesies? Yeah, what, what kind of, apart from on your couch, what hmm. kind of use is a onesie?
1: Well see, you go through that stage, you know, it's a mid-twenties thing. Where it's the old fancy dress in public. Hey, look everyone, I'm wearing something different than what I should be wearing. Yeah, totally. And then you grow up. (laughs) And then you go, that just looks silly, silly. (laughs) I went to Canberra recently. Yes, that's true. And uh, I went to a spectacular exhibition Mm. at the National Library of Australia. (laughs) It's called Mapping Our World. Okay, so what was it? Was it maps? Yeah, it was maps. It was it was maps. It was uh, cryptography, mm-hmm. uh, and it was awesome. Like it was like ancient, ancient, ancient maps mm. all the way through to sketchings of Matthew Flinders and all of this stuff. Now, for the past couple of weeks, I have spoken about this exhibition. I have tweeted about it, talked about it on the telly, and I love the exhibition. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit something to you, oh because you are my conscience, oh about the exhibition and how I actually absorbed the exhibition. I went, I got my ticket, but I did the 10-minute walkthrough. Oh. <laughs> I did I did the, oh, yep, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, that's old, that's great, I'll read a couple of those, see ya! How can you be so moved in
2: 10 minutes? Well, I
1: was moved, there was, there was two maps I wanted to see, I went and did them and mm. had a look, great, fine, fair enough. I did it at the Louvre or whatever. Yeah. I did it at, 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 you know, Michelangelo's Dave. Uh-huh. Is the, I don't know why. I don't mind going to a gallery, but I feel I can absorb it quickly. have <laughs> been m- to the exhibition. I mean, did
2: you miss a lot of the exhibition? So you didn't see it all? You just mostly saw a small portion? I saw so,
1: with my eyes yes. everything that was at the exhibition. I pondered... Two.
2: Right, okay, but you whiz through them. Yeah, I just
1: went okay, yep, 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 so yep, So yep, you do that like a sped read. So <laughs> a sped red. a sped mapped. <laughs>
2: See, I, I'm i not going to say that that's a horrible thing to do at all because art is to be appreciated or, you know, history or whatever, all of those kind of things, it's be appreciated at a pace that you set, mm. you know, and if that is ten minutes, P. Murray, you know, if you've got things to do, if you've got to go and go speed around a few roundabouts and you want to get to that quickly, then you can just whiz through and see those two paintings. You know what bugs me, though, when you go away, you mentioned sort of uh, – you mentioned David uh, and the Louvre and things – I just hate it when you turn up to those things that are so a part of history and culture and art and you're just underwhelmed. Yeah, of course. I had that in the Sistine Chapel. Yes. I was so underwhelmed.
1: What I found bizarre about the Sistine Chapel is you go through, you look and great, 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 great. And then as you go out the back of it, mm. you can get pizza. <laughs> like, like, you can you can get... Dough mm. and cheese mm. that is the b- yeah. body of Christ yeah. with a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I that was
2: bizarre. I, I mean, did you have that line sort of around the block, 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 that you stood it in to get to the sort of inside the gates and inside the, I got to the, to, to the hallway before you get to the Sistine Chapel where it's all of the maps and everything. Yeah. And I stupidly, because I'm an idiot, thought... We're in the Sistine
1: Chapel. And, and a- I was like, this oh. is
2: amazing. And I was blown away. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> the I roof's liked- done by Julie.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> <This> wattle
2: floors,
1: <laughs> some finger painting on the walls.
2: I thought m- I was more impressed with the hallway than I was with the actual room. Take and, that, history. And then I got into the Sistine yeah. Chapel and I'm looking around and I go, yeah, awesome. it's good. But then there's some bloke yelling, silencio, silencio, silencio. Silencio. Anytime you go, I mean, pardon me if I want to turn to somebody and say, that's pretty. But nobody's allowed to say a word. Nobody's allowed to take a picture. You're crammed in there like sardines.
1: The picture thing is incredible. The No photo, Uh, no photo. Yeah. But when you want to go and see Dave, Mm. um, there's two Daves in Florence. Florence. Thank you. There's one in a square that's like bigger than life. Right. And people go and have photos with that because the queue to go and see the real one is too oh long. Yeah. So here's my thing. Why would you go to Forenze mm. and just have a photo with Fake Dave? You could have a photo with Fake Dave anywhere.
2: See, I went to Florence uh, and it was on part of like a six-week kind of journey uh of self discovery, what are you looking <laughs> No, it wasn't
1: Kentucky. It's not a journey. That was a bus <laughs> trip. It was a twenty one day bus trip, Rachel. You weren't running around with a beret in a backpack. I
2: wasn't on Kentucky. I've never been on Kentucky. This was a travel solo around oh. Europe.
1: Oh, was it just okay, can I just think of little oh, Rachel okay, here? here we go. She's you know, here she is, she's wearing a little striped Madeline top, oh. but you've got the red overalls over the top of it. You've got you've got your baseball cap turned backwards. The red kerchief
2: around my neck. (laughs) And you've
1: got Lonely Planet going,
2: things to do in Florence. (laughs) Flick, 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 flick. Let's go see Dave's doodle. This is exactly what happened. Except that I had been sort of doing the entire Europe trip up until Florence. I had been to every church and monument. Boring after a while. Honest to God, when you go to the first one, you're blown away. Oh my
1: God, we just, like, you know, in Australia, we don't have, like, history. Like, we've got
2: history, (laughs) but we don't
1: have, you know, history. That is you, right? When
2: you first get to Europe. When you are sort of three and a half to four weeks through the trip and you're going to a new place every three days, and every time you stop in a new place, you go to the church, the local monuments, all of the art pieces, all of the things that you need to address. By the time I got to Florence, I was there with my best mate. Do you know what we did? We went back to our little cabin and everybody was going in to see David the next day. You know, they were going on in the little bus in you town. Didn't. You know what we did? Sat in this crappy caravan at a, at a camping place, cooked risotto and played cards all day. I didn't even go in. You're kidding. I didn't even take the bus in to see him. I was so, so oh. I was there, in Florence, yeah. right near it, okay. and I had seen that many monuments. I was done. I didn't go and see All David. Alright,
1: let's get some talcum powder. I'm going to reenact him. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter, at Paul and
2: we have had quite the Festival of Paul and Rach this week. We've done a lot of social engagements. Oh, We've it's
1: been great. It's
2: been good. We've had lunch. We've gone out to see Dave Chappelle. We're now in the Hunter Valley for Lionel and uh, and John. Lots it's been of leg touching.
1: <laughs> met by, don't do that, Paul. <laughs> Please.
2: I just copped a side of a talcum-powdered powdered willy. But we went to Dave Chappelle uh, the other night at the Opera House. He was awesome.
1: Okay. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, let's do our review live, okay. on, live
2: in people's ears. Look, I'm going to say first 45, really solid. I'm I, with you. Yeah, I was really enjoying it and I remember thinking, geez, I'm, I'm really having a good time. And then at some point I sort of just thought to myself, oh, when did I stop having a good time? I just realised that I hadn't enjoyed sort of a fair chunk of what he'd done because it felt like he was phoning it in a little yeah. bit. But my critique is not so much
1: of Chappelle... Oh, hang on.
2: ...as it is the setup of his show...
1: Oh, which the DJ. ...which
2: was... <laughs> there was a DJ that opened the show... <laughs> ...and it got to the stage where he'd played for so long... ...that I sort of thought... ...have I accidentally bought a t- ticket to Future Music Festival? <laughs> like, did I? I'm sure this is supposed to be Dave Chappelle... ...and not a dance party... But the thing that bugged me the most, he played for ages and it was one of those things where, I mean, this is DJ Trauma's time to shine,
1: you know? Was that the DJ's, was that that the performer in question? That was the
2: performer in question. So he gets into a room that's already completely ready to laugh and yell and clap at whatever. By the way,
1: at 10.30 at night, we went to the late show, okay? So so we're there... For Dave, we're looking forward to yep. it. You don't have to win that room over. No, no, no. Nor warm it up because mm. guess what? It's been awake since 8 o'clock in yep, the morning.
2: exactly. It's warm, baby. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'd really love to be wrapped up and in bed by 12pm. Yeah. Like, you know, 12 or 12am 12 uh, if I'm going to be correct. But the thing about... Or get an
0: email, <laughs> you know that.
2: <laughs> the thing about this DJ... He, he got on the mic, did a lot of mic work, too much mic work, I'd almost say, DJ trauma, because if you're going to be spinning the platters that matter, then just <laughs> put the microphone down. We came to hear Dave Chappelle do the gear, not you, and it got to a point where he was sort of trying to warm the room up. Fair play, I understand what you're trying to do. But it started off as, if you're over 21 and you love to party, say, hell yeah, hell yeah. So we go, okay, fine. Then he plays a few more tracks. If you're under 40 and you love to party, say, hell yeah. Hell Hell yeah. yeah." And it just went on and on. If you've come tonight to have a good time and you're ready to see Dave Chappelle, say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm thinking, what? I mean, when does he say, if you've dated somebody once and you're not really into them, but you kept on going because you didn't want to spend Saturday nights alone, say, hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. I thought, when? Is this going to end? Come on, but what about the rubbish of just like, okay, okay, Sydney! <laughs> it was like Rodney O was in the room. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just like, Sydney, Sydney, yeah, Sydney. It's like, you know what? We I don't know what it is about America, and we both love the joint. Love, love. But... The whole just mentioning of town oh, equals, yeah.
2: yeah! Oh, absolutely. I'm a guy like me. And let's talk about the one thing that, that he did where, where Paulie, he anticipated it and just said, uh, DJ Trauma gave it a bit of, we've been in Australia for a little while and the one thing I've worked out is that you guys love this. And Paulie just goes, if this is Aussie, 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 oi, 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 I'm sitting down. And what was it?
1: Bang! My ass <laughs> straight
2: down. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not interested. How is anybody oh. still telling foreigners Stop to it. do that? Stop it, please. How is anybody still saying, oi, oi, oi? It's done.
1: Take it from your bogan buddies, okay?
2: <laughs> Might be a slightly hipster bogan
1: buddy and cashed up bogan, but let's please, we are still bogans at heart, okay? Stop. Stop. Stop it. Done.
2: Please. In fact, next time let us suggest that if somebody from a foreign land comes out and says, all right, guys, are we ready? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. You just yell back... (laughs)
1: Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Paul and Rach live, holding hands in the Hunter Valley. It's very exciting.
2: <laughs> now, earlier on in the podcast, I, I discussed something uh, that our lovely friend Dan was doing here at the Hunter Valley. Now he's been broadcasting uh, into Sydney for his show, uh, and so make sure I, you listen to it. Deadset Legends, Dead Legends M, M, great show. Um, Marshall, and so he's finished now. He's come off the balcony. You know, he's he's been recording in style for three hours.
0: <laughs> you, you can have my microphone, mate, because I'm not saying much now.
2: Let me just. Hello,
0: I know I'm in a lot of trouble. I don't know what I've done here. But, Rachel, is, I've discovered, not a morning person. Yeah. Why uh, not? Why? You're, you're, when I said hello to you, you're fine. This thing. I had a yeah. with it as well. I thought yeah, I've done something wrong. I already thought this. I did something wrong last this. night. Let this. me tell you, Rachel, blanket hog. <laughs> 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 <Showered>. <laughs> this. I'm getting in ahead here <laughs> because <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I heard myself referred to half an hour ago. I don't know what I've done, but I know I've done something. All I did down here was I made a cup of tea and Kellogg's sustain Something in amongst that, I've done something. First mistake. Okay, so... so, I'm correct, aren't I? Yeah.
2: So, last night, I put all of the (laughs) plastic bags together that we've done the shopping for, right? And I've put them in the corner there. Now, I've put in one of the bags, has actually come with me from Sydney and it's got about five or six peppermint tea bags in it so that I can have a couple of peppermint teas. Oh, I know what I've done. And I've come up to to my stuff. I was like, who's been rifling around in my stuff? And I look in the bag and my five peppermint tea bags are now completely moist (laughs) because you've made a couple of cups of tea and thought... Oh, there's a plastic bag. That must be the bin <laughs> just thrown there. <laughs> I did. Even though there's a bin under the sink and then I looked. And then I took the tea bags out, <laughs> I threw them in the actual bin, I took my peppermint tea bags out, salvaged what I could,
0: and I'm then, sorry.
2: And then I came back, I put, I thought, okay, well what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tuck the plastic in further so he doesn't touch them and I've come back I've got done mis- my work wandered around gone to the toot come back and I thought hang on the plastic bags are out again <laughs> and you've just whipped them out shoved another couple of tea Well if bags I'm going to make here. the
0: mistake once and wasn't told about it then you can't blame me for making the same mistake. But who twice? doesn't
2: look for the actual bin Listen, it's just under Rachel, the sink.
0: Rachel. I look for the bin I couldn't find it. It's under the sink. You've told me that three times now.
2: <laughs> I'm aware now it's under the seat.
0: Okay, I was coming down here. I don't normally make my own tea.
2: Who, <laughs> who makes it for you? I go and
0: get a buy a coffee.
2: All oh, right. right. Okay. So well, I thought, well, here terribly I am. Hard isn't for this you?
0: nice? I'm being domesticated. I had yeah. my little Kellogg's sustain. I was quite proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. I came down, washed out the bowl, and then put it in the dishwasher, which I'm sure we're not going to use. Yeah. I, I'll apologize. I honestly thought. And you don't understand. As a single man that lives alone, a plastic bag in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. is a garbage bag. I saw it scrunched up. I saw it next to your quinoa and everything else, but it looked like it was scrunched up and there was nothing in there. So, <laughs> my, my sincere apologies. But isn't it funny how I knew I was in trouble? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You've been to this dance before. I knew I was in a lot of trouble. Come on. So, is this what the podcast has become? I preferred it when it was all and. <laughs> and all the swear
1: Just Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, au. Hey,
2: Paulie. Yes? We were
1: at lunch yesterday. Please, refer to me as Oscar's Pistorius. <laughs> Could I care less about oh, that
2: story? Oh, God. Like, terrible.
1: Mm. Well, I had justice happens, mm. but uh, don't care about 24-7. Yeah. And everyone knows that it's Sky. Yeah.
2: It's There you go. There's another one. Um, I also, just w- while we're doing a bit of what's been going around in the media uh, this week, I'd just like to say to the people at the Daily Mail, um, <laughs> that really hard-hitting piece of journalism, why is there a story titled, Mum on the Run, Mother of Six, Antonia Kidman Keeps Herself Busy Running Errands in Sydney? The headline is six.
1: <laughs> She's had six
2: kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, they buried the lead there, haven't mm. they? But, yeah, but why is it a story? Why? She's going to the shops and putting something in the post office. Big whoop. Who cares? Last time I checked, we all do that. Here's and the... she's
1: got two assistants. Yeah, what does the... she need two assistants for? But here's the problem, though. You clicked the story, didn't you? Ah, oh, shit. See, that's the problem. <laughs> this a, you want to kill this one? Okay. When somebody says, Aussie, 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 sit down. Yay. <laughs> okay. Say nothing. All right. When you see this,
2: don't click. Don't click. Okay, okay I'll do that. But yesterday we went to lunch. And I wanted to bring something up that I noticed that you did. Oh, hang on. Hang and on. it's taking me. What
1: t- did I put a tea bag in? A, <laughs> what a plastic or a paper bag or whatever the heck. No,
2: we sat down at a delightful restaurant. We're sitting across from us. We're waiting for our other friends to turn up. We're having a bit of a yarn, and you saw the little mm. dish of rock salt mm. in the middle of the table, mm. and put your fingers in there, picked up mm. plain rock salt, mm. and went hump.
1: Thought you didn't see it. <laughs> no, you did. Thought it was a quick move.
2: I know you love to snack, mm. but we're getting to the stage where we're just eating rocks. Oh, well, hang now. on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Firstly,
1: not so wide with the eyes. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, lean back. <laughs> no. What is this about? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I have for probably as long as I've remembered. If there's a salt shaker, two in the hand, and then it's like some. Unconscious OCD thing I Yeah don't but know.
2: people throw it over their shoulder They <laughs> don't direct. eat it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now that's how you get extra good luck <laughs> Apparently <laughs> Direct <laughs> consumption of salt <laughs> At the start And I, I didn't do it just once either
2: No I'm surprised there was any salt left For the actual <laughs> meal In fact I'm surprised <laughs> that you didn't just get a spoon out mm. and
1: Well it's not Milo <laughs>
2: <laughs> what other things would you eat without mixing with other things? We caught my sister once in the fridge eating butter with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hate butter. Oh, do I'm, you? A, I'm fat, but I, I'm all marge.
2: Oh, margarine. And now we're yeah. into
1: some Nutalex or something. Bang on to
2: the Alex. What's this, all that about? This is an allergy kid. This is no. There's no dairy. Or I anything. like it. It's, it's good. Really good. It's tasty. Great in scrambled eggs. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you? Would you do that with sugar? Would you mm. suck a sugar cube no, or
1: something? No, 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 no. Couldn't do that. I would. Put my finger in like two minute noodles, the sachet of oh, chicken. I'd sachet. go into that.
2: I used to sprinkle the sachet on the noodles and not cook them, just <gasps> eat them
1: like. Oh, they're a disgusting raw. Oh, they're they're, no. they're, 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 it's like eating asbestos. No, I'd eat a I whole imagine. Thing. <laughs> I have no experience in it, but I'm imagining.
2: <laughs> you just go into old buildings and start chomping on the
1: drywall. <laughs> okay. When, when I do that, I've got a problem. Till then salt whatever you're listening to Paul and rage Fiona oh, I just want to ask you a different name for once. Uh, Roche, yes. International Women's Day coming uh, gone this week. Oh, Can we get serious how, for a mo? How did I miss it? Oh, I know. You how know is...
2: that is my number one <laughs> event in the calendar. Oh, that and Hanukkah. Now, the thing is,
1: <laughs> I, um, but I just want to ask you serious question, right? Mm. As the owner of the requisite bits that qualify you to celebrate True. International Women's Day.
2: True. But... <laughs> Despite my voice, I
1: do have the <laughs> requisite parts, yes. And, and you're not post-op. No, like, I'm you not. Were... I'm not.
2: I'm honestly. They all came out when I popped out of my mum. They were all there from the beginning. Or,
1: more importantly, didn't. (laughs) Boys bits come out. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Mm. Um... How do you feel about the sort of, uh, you know, women get less pay, mm. the, the, the sort of the, the understandably worthy but a tinkle-wingy mm. stuff that rolls around on International Women's Day? You know, not enough women on boards, all of this stuff. I'm not belittling those causes, but I wanted to hear a smart, independent, sexy ladies' view. Ugh.
2: Oh, I think you've just ruined the feminism cause right there in one sentence. I have always found feminism a bit of an irksome topic. I know I'm supposed to be super pro it because I am the lady with the requisite bits for which the cause is championing what I'm doing with my life. However, I've always just found there's a touch too much whinging and not enough getting on with things. Yeah. And I understand, yes, we should be paid equally. Yes, there should be more women on boards. But I have always felt in a male-dominated industry that ma- that media is, I mean, I'm working with what I've got, right? Regardless of what I'm nice packing in my just, underwear. She's gone
1: She's gone for the definition of... But honestly, it,
2: yeah. regardless of what I'm packing in my underwear, up in my head, I'm working with what i got. So my <laughs> MO has always been be the best at what I can do and then you know try and get the jobs on the basis of that i never once have walked into a room or not got a job and thought it's because i'm a woman or sat down and gone there's only one time in my career that i've ever worked on a show that it mattered that i was a woman and every other time i've never felt that Hmm. it mattered you know
1: this is is my thing and and this is honestly one of the reasons why i love you very very much Mm. is that it doesn't matter. That crap no. doesn't matter. And the whole thing is, I think in normal people world, it doesn't matter in that if there are people who are genuinely holding you back because you're a woman, then, you know, rage against them and get as yes. angry as hell. But you know what? If you are impressive and forthright, you're going to get the gig. Mm. And, and my view always has been, and, you know, I'm doing a bit of uh, reminiscing here, <laughs> but my thing has always been, you know, I never thought of you ever... As chick on radio, no, and you've never wanted to be, no. You're a performer who has those bits, mm. and uh, and I just find it bizarre I- the number of people who go. I should be here because I'm I'm a girl in the same... I should be here because I'm a boy. If I got
2: a job because I was filling a quota, I would hate that. And I understand that the people that are actually really fighting the fight and yelling out loud, I mean, they are doing... You know, they're the ones that are pushing forward and trying to get change. And that is important. That is absolutely important. But I just think on a day-to-day basis when you meet those people and they're like, God, I'm so hard done by because if I was a man, it wouldn't happen. Just shut up. Mm. Be good at what you do. If there is someone specifically holding you down then have a crack at that person but the other thing that doesn't do us any favors is those women that can only um, straddle's the wrong word can only be two things in the workplace sexually forceful or aggressively forceful yes they can't deal with men or women in any other way because they're so desperately trying to s- assert themselves in a male environment that you either that either they are constantly sexual with everybody or they just feel like they have to be a ball breaker. And you yeah, just yeah, think, yeah. you know what? If you just toned it down about 98%. Just chill, baby. You fine. would be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. You know,
2: gone are the days, it's not 1950. When you walk into that boardroom and there are men around, this isn't the first time they've seen a woman in a boardroom. <laughs> you know, like, you are actually capable of being there and you are equal to them and behaving in a way that makes you
1: different makes you not equal to them. Yeah. So stop it. Hello, damn Louia. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, in a previous podcast. It's never made it to air, but I'm going to own it, okay? In a previous podcast, we talked about the idea of me joining Tinder. Yes. My wife vetoed, hence you never got to hear it. Yes. But (laughs) And and and
2: let's just say for a minute, to those playing at home, that is a fair problem to have if you think about it, that you don't want your husband to go (laughs) on Tinder. She wasn't being a princess. Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: I'll be honest,
2: here's how the conversation
1: went. G'day, darl. Oh, yeah, how was your day? Yeah, good. How'd the podcast go? Oh, it was great. It was really funny. Look, can I go on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we came back. Now, the thing is, though, your concern was that if I went on Tinder and I got a few likes, I'd get a little bit up myself. yeah, 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 yeah. Bit looking, milady. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I had a moment where I felt a little, you know, all right, cool. and then deflated like that. Why? A uh, couple of weeks ago at a wedding, beautiful woman, talking, chatting, whatever, sidling up. Nothing inappropriate, just, you know, she was she was into the package in front of her. Oh, right. See, I told you there are people out there, poor well, Murray. God love alcohol. <laughs> the thing is, is you know, fine, fair enough, so clearly it's a bit obvious to me that she likes what she says. Yeah, right. Fine and fair enough. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And then... She said, "Oh, you know, we should go. We should go to a thing next week, and you know, like we'll, we'll all night and all day. It'll be great. And oh, my little sort of all night and all day married man brain goes, mm-hmm, I'm a bit scared because I'm not turned on now. I'm a bit scared at this point. Who
2: knows? Who's who's throwing out the all night and all day dates and." What's That's, all that about? So I've
1: just gone, Jesus, this is all right. Okay, so fine, fair enough. Pull anyway, your dress
2: down and be a lady.
1: <laughs> or don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, of course, my response was because there are moments when, and all married men will understand this, there are moments when uh, you have to put an end to what could potentially be problems. Mm. So I thought the nice way to do this was say, oh, well, I'll just ring my wife now and say we're not married that weekend. She slumps in the chair. Oh, you're married. Oh. oh, that's my game over.
2: Oh, you've, you've, you have <laughs> bullet dodged. Really? You have 100% bullet dodged. Because,
1: you know, the, the funny thing was, I was feeling a little bit cocky. Mm. Going, oh, this is all right. Mm. And, then, blah, blah, and then there was the part of me that just is the eager to please person mm. who was going to go, no, 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 it's okay. Mm. And then I, but I did hold myself back. Mm. So I wasn't trying to apologise to her for being married. Okay,
2: let's let's look at the two scenarios at hand. Number one. Why you... would you
1: be interested in Paul Murray? Oh. No, no, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Deep
2: sea fishing again. Okay, scenario number one. Uh-huh. You make the mistake of your life and say to this young woman, "Let's get this happening. Let's let let me make a huge mistake. Let me ruin my life right now, all for you, baby. Just because you've come and approached me." I don't think that the kind of Maybe woman... Maybe
1: you put it that way. <laughs> you really do kick the fun out of <laughs> no, it. I've got to say, I, I have no self-control. As, as, as the world knows, mm. I have no self-control when it comes to you know eating or whatever. whatever. I do have incredible projection skills oh. where I can get to the moment after. If she
2: was a bowl of rock salt or a bag of french fries or a <laughs> packet of Tim Tams, then you'd be <laughs> fine. <laughs>
1: Hit the guys up on the Paul and
2: Rage Facebook page. Are you aware of a thing called Airbnb, Paul Murray? No. Oh, I'm surprised you've been to New York so, so many times. I thought you would have used this site. It's basically not a hotel site, but it's where people rent out their homes. Oh, yes.
1: I'm aware. I'm, I use a different one.
2: Oh, well, oh, do you now? What's the one that you use? Home
1: and Away, I think. Oh, is home, and is and away. Away. home and Away. Home away. Sorry. Home away, oh, right. away, right. Well, I'm sure it's An exactly the same thing. mysterious voice that looks like my wife <laughs> <just> texted me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm sure it's pretty much the same thing, but of course uh, it's gone bunter. Everybody across the world is using it and it's uh, doing really well. So of course there are going to be sp- uh, spin-offs of certain things. And there is a new website that's come out called Air PNP.
1: Oh, hang on, hang on. Do, can I guess what the P stand for? You are swimming in the right pond. Okay, keep going. And it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, air, P and
2: P. Air, P and P. So this is a concept that was started up. Basically, uh, it's being trialled in Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Oh, wait till that turns into the new grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, this is for people because people go to Mardi Gras and, you know, when you go to outdoor events and stuff and you can't get into pubs, you can't find anywhere to pee. It's trying to stop public urination. So it's people that can offer the services of their toilet for a price and you can come in and use that person's toilet for 10, 20 bucks, whatever, and, and go to the loo. So you don't have to pee on the street. But I don't know about a website that says Sure, strange man or yeah, woman. Yeah, please use my toilet. Why don't you come in with perhaps some non uh, you know nondescript diseases and use my bathroom? Please. <laughs> hang on,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on. There's now, now this this is this is where I, I need to discuss. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think you can catch from a tooth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like I'm a germaphobe as well. But if a what if they've got crabs or something? Okay. Or what if they've Guilty. I don't know. But I, I just
2: don't like the idea of somebody coming into my house and just going to it and going, Leah,
1: thanks. Yeah, I also think you'd have to uh, have a surcharge depending on length of time in there. Mm, yeah. So I think it's like, yeah, in and out, ten bucks. You ponder... Ka-ching for having, me.
2: Having said that, I would say that something I believe needs to be done is that when people are on the house hunt, whether it be rental properties or <laughs> owning properties, I think there should be a blanket rule that in an open inspection, toilet paper will be provided and oh. you are allowed to use the house toilet. No. Because no. when I was looking for places, sometimes you've got eight, nine, Ten places to get to, and you're seeing these things at three to four minute intervals. You've got to whiz to the next place. You're you're going for ten hours, and you've got nowhere to go to it.
1: I don't disagree, but the problem is, while you would no doubt be a clean, lovely, well hydrated human being, mm. if the if the blanket rule was come one, come all you know that someone who, you know, I mean, these are, there are some tenants that will trash a house. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do to somebody else's toilet?
2: Someone's going to go number two and then all of a sudden the smell of baking cookies is no longer going to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, now you've got to leave a week's deposit. Already have. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au Paul and Rach's podcast proudly brought to you by we don't have a sponsor yet. Aww. Please sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> HomerH.com.au. because is an awful couple.
2: Yeah, who go on holidays and blog. Give us the .com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give us the .com. Oh, you're married. Make ever. Can we have a glimpse into the future?
2: Yes.
0: It's oh. a future <laughs> full of
1: bongos. <laughs> Um, Rach, um, the, fl- the future looks bright, mm. we're all looking forward to it, we've got to wear oh, shades, <laughs> yeah, all of that great. business, okay. however, a couple of things that people are desperate to bring from science fiction, cartoons, future bullshit, mm. and turn it into our current reality, mm. but they're never going to take off, and you're going to look at me and say, P. Murray was a doubter, and we all use him. I say these will never take off. What are they? Hoverboards and jet
2: crafts. Oh, 100%. Now,
1: this jet pack rubbish is fun at Penrith Panthers. If mm. you want to, you know, woo, up in the water, fall down, great. No practical use will never happen. Mm. And the hoverboard, the news websites every few days mm. have got some nonsense about hoverboards are coming because we're coming up to the exact year where hoverboards appeared in Back to the Future 2. Oh,
2: yeah, because we all
1: need to run away from Biff. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think it was Biff, well done. <laughs> what are we going to do
2: with hoverboards? But here's the
1: thing, I can't balance on a board with wheels that's an inch <laughs> from the ground. How do you reckon 120 is going to go hovering man? What do you think is the age limit
2: at which you need to stop skating?
1: I'm going to say well, I'll be generous. 30 is get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 27, we're in the zone. Yeah, definitely.
2: I mean, unless you're Tony Hawk and it is your bread and butter and you've got, you know, video games and you're a pro Mm. skater and all that kind of stuff. But I saw a bloke in a suit... And a pair of sort of It's converse. not a way to commute. No, it's <laughs> on the commute. Just like, remember those Razor scooters? Oh, yes. Oh, when everybody was commuting on a Razor scooter. But the, the whole thing
1: with the, with the Razor scooter, though, is good luck going uphill. Yeah. Like, like that's great <laughs> if you live... Like at the top of the hill and work at the bottom. Other than that, what? <laughs> yeah. And the bit I don't understand too. You know, there was a guy, when I used to work in the Sydney Morning Herald building doing mm. the radio, right? There was a guy, you'll love this, he commuted to work in a kayak. <laughs> 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 he would, seriously, he'd kayak from, you know, Balmain, I think it was, uh, in and around at Pyrmont and off he'd go. So there he was, he'd sort of arrive at work. And people do that thing where they arrive at work in the clothes that they commuted in, oh, yeah. and then change into the work yes. clothes.
2: Did did he? Did the dock at which he docked his kayak was that visible from the glass of the office? Like, was it? Oh, yeah, of, course. Of, of course. Classic, of course. So just everyone could see. Him of course. God, Go
1: be a solo man. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Paul and Roach Podcast. You can yell in the background, Dan. You don't have to be quiet. You just walk around. Mm. Just yell out at any time. <laughs> uh now by the way, I'm uh, you know how much I love darling Dan. Mm. Um he's just had a cigar, right? Mm. And I'm currently on a three month ban from smoking. Yeah. Um I would really like to, uh, I don't know, just when he's done with that shirt, just sniff that shirt. <laughs> I'm a little uh, a little addicted, my yeah, dear. But and when I smell the frisson, I'm like... <laughs> oh, here it. he goes. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's enough for me. Thank you.
2: Why? Yeah. Why? How many cigars would you have a week?
1: Um, if
2: your wife isn't listening.
1: oh No, my <laughs> wife is listening and, uh, and uh, it, it would be exactly the same okay, answer, now, Rachel.
2: Okay, now that you're not smoking, it's zero. Yes. But in your heyday, how many a week would you have?
1: Oh, In the past couple of years, I could get as, it, absolutely honestly, mm. I could get as stupid as six a week.
2: So that's one every, are you doing one a day or are you oh, just going no, all... A couple of
1: big sessions. But as I said that that was at the height, and then I was put on a little a little sort of leash last year, and the leash is even tighter this year. And I've, I've I've adhered, but it's very frustrating. But
2: it's early in the morning. How I mean, Dan's been having a cigar up there since sort of nine a.m. Yeah, that's too early to be smoking. I'm always amazed, and I know sort of you know there's probably plenty of smokers that listen to the podcast. Get on you guys. You know, <laughs> no, get no, on get on the nicotine patches or something. Get off those things; they're Come killing on. you. Paulie loves you when you wake up. The idea to me that the first thing you want... You know the first thing I have when I wake up? Lemon in hot water. Yeah. That's what I genuinely desire when I get up. Freshens me out, gets the digestive juices flowing. I'm ready for breakfast. So does the St. Louis
1: Ray Series G. (laughs) No, no. I mean, just, just because... I'm not saying it's good for me. This is the whole thing. I've never, not ever, not once, not never... ...said about smoking that it's not stupid, that it's not going to kill me. No, but But with
2: morning breath, how is that the thing that you want in your face hole? It
1: kills morning breath. It kills everything. (laughs) It kills more than morning breath. (laughs) Yeah, it's killing cells in my body. (laughs) No, and when when, when we've gone away uh, to Gold Coast for a week or whatever... I will rock out of bed at, you know, 11 o'clock, let's oh, be honest. Well, that's pretty much lunch. Yeah, yeah but no, that's what I'm saying. So it's lunch, it's five mm, o'clock somewhere, mm, it's beer o'clock somewhere. Mm. So flick, flick and we're away. See, this is
2: the great breakfast radio argument that it's all right to have a drink at 9am because it's pretty much your lunchtime. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know? But could somebody please explain cocaine at 5am? Like, <laughs> oh, someone's coming home in Stuttgart. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Poland and Rach. Thank you for listening to us and uh, good on you for sticking with us this long. I mean, a week without us. How did you ever do it? Sure, you did three years, but one <laughs> week. How could you have possibly done it without us? Here at the Hunter Valley and, uh, you know, we're at the Insane in the Membrane. I don't know any other song they do.
2: Oh, Cypress Hill. You know, no, it's called Cypress Lakes. Yes. Oh, but, okay, for the purposes of comedy. So it's a Rick... Re- <laughs>
1: I'm also aware we're not living on spew, <laughs> Dry. <right>. yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> oh, you
1: hate me so much. Now um, we're uh, we're we're here, lovely vista at, uh, at Cyprus. I just keep wanting to call it oh, Cypress Hill now. Cypress Lakes, really mm. nice, lovely, all the rest. But I was noticing this morning as I was sitting up there, just you know, crying, thinking about mistakes made last night. That you know, <laughs> to we tell Sean? Uh, the thing is, is that I'm noticing an awful lot of helicopters coming in, going, mm. coming in and going. True, and. Here's my thing. You know, even if I was a billionaire, I don't know if I would want to commute anywhere by helicopter. No. Because to me, it's one of those grand pieces of technology that scares me a little bit. Yes. You know, there are things that actually uh, I either don't want to learn or I just think are a bit flimsy or I've never really been able to master. Fax machine, never been able to master it. Do you press zero? Do you not press (laughs) zeros or one (laughs) to get out? As soon as that became too complicated, whatever Mm, that mm, ain't happening. mm. And the second clearly is the helicopter, because to me it just seems it just seems like you know you know we're probably we all know as humans we're not meant to fly, right? But I'm just waiting one day for God to go. You're really not meant to fly (laughs) in that flick, flick, flick flick we're well, like the mosquito the mechanical mosquitoes of this world yeah
2: i've been in a helicopter only once and it it was fun it was cool to be up there but the entire time i was just filled with this dread that it made no sense how we were up because we weren't going upwards we were sort of just i mean it's like when you're in the pool in summer and a dragonfly comes in and it just sits there and you go how are you doing that you know it when you're in there everything's sort of shaking yeah. around the whole time <laughs> because you sort. Of you know you're maintaining this one level, but it's no smooth coasting no. Ex- experience in a Boeing seven four seven. You're literally jittering, sort of from one side of wherever you're going to the other. It's petrifying. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's Parkinson's with petrol. <laughs> <It> <laughs> but, is. Apologies to anyone who's got petrol issues. <laughs> is that the, um, now the thing is though, it, it, when you're there, is the little headphone thing? Does it sound like? Does it sound like it does in the movies? Going, yeah, get I right, how are you? Have a look out the left. There's a mountain. Short of
2: my fear of being in a helicopter... I would fly them just for that. It is so much fun. Just a bit of, now, yeah. you, I don't care. You could talk about the most boring stuff ever, <laughs> but in those <laughs> helicopter headsets, it sounds like you are, you know, discovering new worlds. <laughs> you know, you're, you, I mean, you're doing something really important. And mostly when I went up there, it was just pretty much pill and we gags, as it usually is, just yeah. trying to rib the old driver to make sure that he was laughing along with us. But it makes you feel like you are genuinely a part of something pretty Spectacular. There's yeah. something about the sound of that headset, and you're just like, this is cool.
1: You know, you can get them walkie talkies. We could just do that. We could do the podcast over walkie talkies oh. one day.
2: Let's do Paul and Rach live from a fake
1: helicopter. <laughs> 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 no budget, no sound effects, but what? Just do it anyway. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. And just quickly before we go away from helicopters, I had yeah. a story about helicopters oh, for you yeah. and the Hunter Valley. Yes. As you know, uh, lots of big artists roll in and out these days. They do. Um, doing the little winery mm-hmm. uh, concert. Elton John did one a few years ago. but Elton I John, heard that was a phone in. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't great. But Elton John, uh, obviously, he didn't want to go the three-hour drive from Sydney to Newcastle. Mm. So he was flown by helicopter... <laughs> From Sydney to here. Yeah. But the funny thing was, he was doing it at the Tempest 2 Winery, if Mm -hmm. you know your wineries around here. Um, The Tempest 2 Winery, for whatever reason, doesn't have enough space for you to land a helicopter. So he landed in some other winery, Mm -hmm. but then demanded to be driven in a limousine oh, God. for like less than a kilometre. So the bloke didn't want to sit in traffic, didn't want to fly in a plane, flew in a helicopter, but then demanded a limo.
2: What is the life of these people? I remember where I used to live uh, in Sydney, there was a guy, it was quite a wealthy area, this was pre-bankruptcy.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you lived with a guy? That's your father. <laughs> no. Not. You can't just say, oh, you know, I lived in this place. You lived with your dad? <laughs> That's called. I grew up somewhere. One
2: of our neighbours was a very wealthy man who lived in um, in this area, but but sort of uh, worked about two hours away, and he just bought a seaplane. <laughs> So the seaplane picked oh. him up on his wharf at his house and then just dropped him up the coast for work and then he just seaplaned it back home in is, the afternoon. Even
1: though I've just blasted away about helicopters, I would love that. Oh, that would be the How best. What would that be? <laughs> yeah. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. As our podcast draws to a close, Rach, I would like to dedicate this podcast to a dear friend, a person who has given me endless content on radio, television and in this podcast. Who is it? Little Tansy.
2: Oh, your little
1: cat. Little Tansy has left this world. Mm. Um, don't worry, it wasn't a car, nothing weird. Uh, medical things, sadly, uh, cat cancer and all the rest of it. I know my beautiful wife will be listening and she loved that cat very, very much. And I just wanted to say, despite all the shit I have hung on that little thing. Oh, you've hung some shit. <laughs> I, I did love her. And, you know, we miss her. And it's it, it, it's a terrible thing when pets, mm. you know. See, this
2: is why I don't understand why people get pets. You are buying that pet knowing you're going to outlive it. Knowing that it is going to die. Knowing that you are going to build a relationship and a rapport with that thing. Love it like it is a member of your family and it is never going to outlive you. You are always going to have to bury it. So 100% guaranteed. You know that. Why are we buying pets?
1: You're absolutely right. And I've got to say, mm. in all the things I expected to do in my life, digging up part of the garden, <laughs> turning it into a uh, Edward Furlong Pet cemetery, mm. not quite expected. <laughs> However, I just wanted to say, the way I paid tribute to mm. Tansy mm. is I shat in the bathtub myself. <laughs> 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 Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
2: So, we're going to wrap uh, the, the podcast up. And usually at this time, we would do Rach uh, Reads a Porno. Yes. Now, the uh, contractual issues that meant that we were absent last week, which was, of course, that uh, Sky News pays for Paul Murray by the square centimetre. Mm. Uh, have and me- my
1: aura, apparently.
2: <laughs> have meant that we are having a few legal issues about whether we can or cannot do Rach Reads a Porno uh, so it doesn't compromise said uh, television show.
1: Well, no, but also it's a thing where, let's be honest, uh, I'm happy to go all or nothing. I'm happy to go Thelma and Louise. Mm. But my view is this. Mm. If one week of no uh, Rach Reeds of Porno means we're back next week, I'm
2: a happy man. Exactly, exactly. So we are going to get the censors in who we will sort of begin. We'll see how much of Rach Reads of Porno that we can get through. But in anticipation of this lack of a segment, I thought, well, okay, how do I put a little bit of a Sky News frisson mm, mm, mm. onto the Rach Reads of Porno segment? And so I thought I would do... <laughs> frisson ra-
1: away, my love. <laughs> I thought, what, are we getting David Spears into this? Well, no, no, no. Are am just <laughs> going to cross to Canberra? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spearsy should get in on the podcast. Here's James Bracey. Basically... I uh, went and had a little look at Hansard. <laughs> and I thought hang I on, could... Hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: A couple of things here. Yeah. How did we get from porno to Hansard? <laughs> well, this is What me. sort of a searching Google are you doing? This is
2: me trying to appease <laughs> all of our general interests, right? But on. I've only gotten a paragraph through because as it turns out, we're going to get the sensors in and see how much of Rach reads <laughs> a porno I can read. But here's just the first bit that I did because I was trying to sort of sexy up Hansard a C- bit. Can we go old school?
1: What and do you the mean? code word is washing machine.
2: Oh, no. Well, you can't, because it's all boring, right? Oh, so so you've got to sexy it up. Oh! Yes, I've gone Thanks. the other way.
1: I wasn't here for the planning meeting.
2: Okay, here we go. This is Christopher Pine, so get that in your sexy heads. Mm. <laughs> oh. thank, thank you. Thanks Ma- for
1: that cold spoon. <laughs> Madam
2: Speaker, to stimulate the house, oh. you might wish to exercise your discretion. The government are going to support the suspension of standing orders from the ceiling because we are quite happy to debate the Qantas sexual act. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get any further than that but that was essentially what we were going to do. However, we are going to bring the censor in. I'm going to read Rach Reads of Porno and oh. the censor will cut us off at the point at which we are no longer appropriate. Are we ready, P-Muzzy, to rep, wrap up the podcast? P-Muzzy? Hey, P-Muzzy! Wow, <laughs> I'm off to Detroit <laughs> with the and buds and stuff. Here we go. Today's story is called Bus Stop Bed. You're
1: listening to Poland and Reich.